As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us, marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. On to the Newey Knights, Newcastle Knights. Oh, for the Knights. What a year it was for the Newcastle Knights last year. Uh, start of the year, it looked like absolute panic stations. Um, people playing different positions, trading players. And, you know, now those players aren't even at the club anymore. But against all odds, so much didn't go the Knights' way. Like, you know, I feel like some of the other teams that had good years, a lot went their way. Whereas the Knights were in a u- unique position where Everything didn't go their way. Star player goes down, looks like he's retiring. It was in a position he wasn't supposed to... Well, you know, we don't believe he should have been playing. All the stuff. We all know that. They found a way, somehow, some way, to pull it all together. What I love for the Knights heading into this year is the fact that... Look, Adam O'Brien's come out and said that the halves isn't settled. You know, he hasn't fully selected who's going to be six or seven. But for the most part... It feels like the first time in a, a while their, their roster is settled. Like you've got a clear indication of where it's headed, who's going to be the guy in key positions. Um, whereas heading into years before, you know, Braley goes down, who goes to nine? Uh, we're getting Lockie Miller in. We hope he works at fullback. You know, we hope Ponga works at six. Hastings is brought in. Hopefully he will. You know what I mean? There's always hopefully he works. Whereas after this year, you've got a very clear path of like, we know what works for us as a club. I'm extremely excited for them. Now, does that mean they're going to have the same year as they did last year? I don't think so, but I do think they are a chance of making the eight. Uh, I think that similar-ish to the Warriors, where the Warriors were the hunters and ambushed a lot of people. I think the Knights ambushed a lot of people. I think that to expect Kalen Ponga to have a full year again like that, 
I mean, if he does, it's absolutely incredible. But to have a, a year the way he had it, to especially towards the back end, to do that again this year. Now, he still may have a really good year, but to have that kind of year, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I'm a bit higher on the Newcastle Knights. Okay. So, oh, yeah, um, well, you've, yeah, you're scarred. You're scarred from the fans nearly killing you yeah, a couple that's of years true. ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you have a look at their preseason last year, um, they moved Ponga to six. Right, wrong decision, whatever. That made it hard. Ponga then got injured during that preseason. They didn't get to train together. They had a new seven in Jackson Hastings. Tyson Gamble arrived at the club. They got a few weeks in. Jaden Braley went down injured. They had to find a makeshift nine to fit in. Eight weeks later, they had to say goodbye to KP to go overseas. He came back. They moved him back to fullback. They moved Tyson Gamble into 5'8". And look how far they got. Mm. I also think that, and, you know, it was this time last year we were sitting here going, my God, KP looks huge. He is getting ready to defend in the front line. He didn't have a preseason as a fullback. He sort of had to drop that weight as the season went on. Mate, I think Ponga has a huge season again. I'm very high on him. You mentioned before KP. Uh, you mentioned, sorry, Latrell before about a Dally M shot. Mate, I, I would have KP as my red-hot favourite to go back-to-back. Who's stealing points off him? Yeah. And, you know, it's a good point. I always speak about, we go, oh, well, he can just transition from six to one or whatever, but your whole body shape is different. Yeah. KP coming into the year with a body shape specifically tailored to playing fullback, he'll be, more fa- he'll be faster, more explosive, he'll be better on his feet, which is a scary prospect. I guess where... Look, I mean, I still have him from four to eight, so it's not like I'm having him outside mm. the eight. Um, where I just look at their roster and I go, can they back that up again? It's probably their forward pack where I look at it and go, can they go on that crazy run? Now, look, to be fair, they finished fifth last year, correct? Was it fifth? Yep. Fifth? Yep. So, I mean, it's the same around the same spot. Um, I, I just Let's say last year for KP was 100 out of 100. I think that it's most likely going to be the case he'll be 90 out of 100 this year, which is still amazing. Mm. I just, to back, we'll put it this way, if he does back it up, I mean, talk about, like if he continues this form for the rest of his career, you've got to start talking about where does he rank as fullbacks for this generation, but also ever. Um, Timmy, how high are you in the Knights? Yeah, I've got a foot in both camps for your boys' arguments there because, Kemp, I'm with you in that I see a bit of a regression just off the back of... I think the Warriors was a good comparison. The Newcastle Knights went on such a special run last season and they were near unstoppable. And, you know, they were destroying some teams that had been injury hit a little bit and they just found their groove. The height wears off. The season starts again. Everyone's back to square one. Can they continue? Like, they were riding such an emotional high for a good two and a half months during that year. That takes it out of you. So I'm not sure they can do it again. But I'm also with Guru in Ponga. Pongram is similar to Walsh for me in that it doesn't matter as such what your team is doing around you or how good a form you're in. When he's on, no one can stop him because he's so quick. His footwork is so good. His footy smarts are so good. I don't think it matters. So, you know, you talk about Daly and Red Hot favourites, Guru, and I tend to agree because no one's taking votes off him there. But I think Kalen can replicate what he did last year and for the same reasons, you know, cutting a bit away, more time at fullback, I think he can go to a new level this year, which is frightening. Now, I've got them... I hope so. I've I've got them potentially regressing a little bit this season, but if KP stays fully fit, there's no limit to how far the side can go. So... Yeah, okay, okay. Man, if he has the same year as last year, holy heckers, that would be incredible. Incredible. I think he will. Yeah. If he's fit. Yeah, I think he will too. Yeah, well, I think okay. he's going to go huge. Why do you say, why do you say 
He well, I just think his year was so incredible. Mm. It's like, I'm, I, I, people listening, please don't confuse this with me saying he's going to have a bad year. It's not at all. Mm. I'm just saying, like, to hit that again, far out. Like, we haven't seen it before from KP, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, the only people that work at that level year on, year out are the greatest of all time. So if he does, then fuck, mad, like incredible. Um, I just think that, okay, almost like Tommy Trevojevic had his incredible year. Now, every time he takes a field, everything is about Tom Trevojevic when you're doing the video sessions. And I just wonder with KP, that extra little 5 to 10%, does that get taken away? Because, of course, the video sessions would have been about KP before last year but heading into this year when you play the Newcastle night it is genuinely like we're going to create systems to shut him down so we're going to start sending our centre flying in off the wing to take time off him now KP is so talented he might um, uh, what's the word respond to that and just dominate even more I, I look I hope he does I hope he goes as good I just think it'll be just 5% or so 5 to 10% or so, just a little bit so he'll still be probably top 5 Dalian which is like a very reasonable thing to say that when you have a 10 out of 10 season you might have a 9.5 the year after yeah. I, I just think that he did have so like as much as you know everyone acts like he had everything go his way last year he didn't absolutely he had, he had very little go his way yeah. realistically yeah. next to nothing uh, well yeah. the argument that you know Sean Johnson was robbed uh, that blows my mind in the system in the current system he played got... 10 games at fullback mm. yeah like what are we talking about? It's, I think that I think people say robbed when they really should mean like I really wanted SJ to win because yeah. of the story of it all. Did SJ deserve to win? Yeah, he played well enough to win at Dalian, but so did KP. Yeah, absolutely he did. Um, but I'm so excited to see what KP does because put it this way, if he does go out and plays the same this coming year, then we are he is definitely stepping into the potential of the future superstar that we saw when he was 18 years old. We have to remember, in his first year, he would have won a Dally M, did his hammy. He played two less games in RTS and he missed it by two points. Yeah. Like that, that was his future. And then he's, he lost the rails a little bit with injuries and everything. If he if steps back up and goes as good again next year, then you go, he is definitely fulfilling his potential. I think the other big plus for Newcastle heading into this season, um, Tyson Rizal looks like he's been moved to the left edge. Mm. You would have to assume that is solely to help Bradman Best and Marshall in defence. Yeah. Which is a huge uptick for me. Well, if you can sort that defence out on that side, then Jesus Christ, an attack, holy. Huge. Massive. Um, I just got a quick question. It won't take that long. (laughs) KP or Walsh at fullback for Queensland? (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. Don't you dare answer that question, (laughs) dude. Don't you dare. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, Yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited. At the moment, I've got him at 95 or so percent of his game last year which is like still amazing um what a hater <laughs> yeah you're such a hater <laughs> just a big call to say yeah. you don't rate him mate. <laughs> <laughs> um now some other key um positions i think that this half situation it's going to sound really dumb but you almost like not wish you wouldn't wish it because it's a great depth signing whoever you end up putting there but it's like an extra headache that you're like you finally got it sorted you almost want to sign a guy that's a little bit like put it this way you almost wanted um oh i'm forgetting his name now cogger to not have his grand final performance so that you could go he's locked in depth signing if he plays really well he gets that jersey goes out and has that grand final performance and now you're going it should be gamble and hastings but like that's a grand final. you know what i mean it's tough i get where people are coming from with that 
But I think people are out thinking the room. I think it's Hastings Gamble for sure. One hundred percent. O'Brien's come out and said he's not sure yet. Yeah, but yeah, I I think O'Brien would be sure. I think he'd know he's going with Hastings and Gamble. Um, Coaches you know, do not lie to the media. How dare never, you, sir? Not once. Um, I just think you know for everyone sitting at home that's telling me Gamble has uh, telling me Cogger has to be in the side. We've spoken about this before. What he did in that grand final is exactly what Hastings does for KP week in week out. If you're picking. Uh, Cogger over Tyson Gamble at 5-8 because of that grand final. That's ridiculous. Mm. It's not the same role. It's completely different. If like, And unless you were telling me that Cogger well, had I to think, be the 6 I think, over... I think the argument would be he did that in the grand final and then he kills it in the trials or something like that, you know? Yeah. Even still, I just... Uh, if you've got Jackson Hastings at 7, which they do, I want a guy like Tyson Gamble at 6. Mm. I think Hastings uh, and Cogger, they're, they're two similar footballers for me mm. to have in the halves. So I like having the Gamble, Tyson Gamble there. <laughs> One of your best that was accidental, group. but we'll take it. Uh, I think it should be Cogger. Wow. Ooh, at, at six? six? No, nah, I'm just kidding. Sort <laughs> <laughs> of shake things up a bit. <laughs> Boys, Gamble, if I won, what, 10 on the trot or whatever and then the semi-final loss in one of the all-time runs from a football team and got dropped the next season for a bloke who played 20, albeit incredible minutes in a grand final, I would be absolutely livid. And I just think they'd be mad to do it. I think coming out, AOB and, and blowing up, not blowing up, uh, I think he was just sticking a rocket up their ass and saying, boys, no one's safe here. You need a big pre-season. This isn't to say that it can't be, say, Cogger and Hastings by round 10, but Gamble gets first crack of that. I think he'd be mad not to. I also just think they complement each other. As you said, Guru, Cogger and Hastings, very similar, organising number sevens. Uh, Got to be Gamble. Um, now, another position, and I'll get you go deeper on this, but I actually... Uh, obviously writing Blood Chronicle preview for Knights recently. Kai Pierce paul went and looked, looked at his um, his highlights in the Super League. Uh, look, I'm not sure whether he'll start the year, but when you talk about physical attributes and the ability to be a super special back rower, if he can you know, keep up with the NRL and the physicality, geez, he is some, someone to watch. Physicality is the key word. That's all we need to see from Kai Piss Paul. Um, I think if he handles the trials well and he's fit, he's, I think he's carrying a toe injury, Timmy. Yep. Or something. I think if he's fit and he handles the trials, I think he will start on the right edge. Timmy the toe man. Timmy the toe man. <laughs> <laughs> a lot about toes, you weirdo. I do have good looking toes. <laughs> How'd you know? Sorry, I'm getting delirious. <laughs> <laughs> getting delirious and we're not even halfway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think there's every chance he starts on the right edge. You've obviously got Dylan Lucas there as well, which is wild. I think Dylan Lucas's story is that he was playing wing in the Newcastle comp two years ago to now potentially being an 80-minute back row. And he played Newcastle bloody good line. towards the end of the year for him. Did he ever? He was unreal for them. So a uh, very good spot to be in. Um, if Kaipis Paul handles the physicality, I think he will be there. Yeah, do yourself a favour if you're Knights fan. Go look at his um, highlights, like huge, rangy... If he, like, it's uh, if he fulfills his potential and mentally he can really like he's happy over here, he fully commits to the training, like he genuinely could be one of the more destructive back rows in the. Comp. It's actually hard to think of a good player comparison. Yeah. For him, he's maybe very a Hill and Lukey ish ish. That's the kind of rangy vibe yeah. I had, but they don't really. Anyway, um, very exciting. But I think like right now, if I was selecting the side, I'd probably have Lucas there. And with a guy like Kai Pierce-Paul, if I'm going to give him a crack really early, I'd probably bring him off the bench, give him like 
you know, small minutes to see how he handles the pace and the physicality of NRL. The other one I cannot wait to watch again this year is Leo Thompson. He gets better every single game Mate. he plays. Is Leo paying you? You love Leo. No, He's not a good I footballer t- when I see one. I right? tell you yeah. what, he does, just quietly. If you go back and uh, look at the stats from the Kiwis um, versus Australia game where they won 30 nil, he had the most metres per minute of any forward on the field or any player on the field. Uh, yeah. Any... Any player, I think, but any forward on the field. Yeah, I have no knock on Leo, nor would I, be, like game to, nor would I be game to have a <laughs> knock on Leo. But, you know, you get all this hype around your Jermaine Hopgood love, but Leo is a under the radar. He does he fly under the radar. Yeah. Is he your secret love, like your fling or something? Yeah, he's my, uh, he's my side chick. He's another guy that he initially started pretty much on the edge. He played in the middle a little bit, but now he's fully into the middle. Um, and you look at his performance again, it's a forward pack of Tino, Haas, Cotter, Grant, um, you, know, you name it. And he killed it. He killed it. So he can go against the best of the best and put up big numbers. Uh, only signed for two years, so he'll be able to negotiate at the end of this, um, this season which will be, you know, that's uh, probably bring the best out of him. Uh, and so what's good about Thompson is that they're not so reliant on the Saifidi brothers where if they're having a little bit of a quiet, you know, usually, or you would have expected heading into last year, if one of the Saifidi brothers is struggling with form, there's just going to be no go forward for the Knights. The good thing about Leo Thompson is that he can pick up that slack. On top of that, if all three of them are playing to the potential we know they can, it's a great forward front row rotation. A great front row rotation. Uh, we've already spoken about their outside backs. Jeez, Louise, Radman, Best, Marjo on the edge there. It's a, if you have nightmares about having to tackle, tackle breakers, there'd be two of them in it. Hit them in tall. Imagine defending on the right edge and seeing Frizzell, Ponga, Best and Marju coming at you. Is that arguably the best edge in the competition? At, at their best. I think it's got the potential yeah. to be the best, mm. and it's right up there with the best for me. The Especially Bradman when best. KP's humming. <laughs> the Bradman best edge. Yeah. In the comp. <laughs> um, what, what about um, uh, losing uh, Young on the wing as well? I reckon they had the best back three in the comp last year. Um, Tuala obviously comes in there as well But I, I think he is more of a loss to the Knights And he is a gain for the Roosters mm. Dom Young Definitely, definitely Like that that ability to finish the way he did And some of the tries that he scored yeah. That only he could score Yep. I, I, looking into it recently I will say one thing that Tuala brings That may be better than Dom Young Is his defence Yep. Quite a good defender mm. um, And so for what you miss in the incredible tries Maybe Tuala makes up for in defence. Now, I'm not saying Tuala's a, as good a player overall as young yet, but Tuala's, he's a handy, he's not, he's not bad. He and, really isn't. And of course, like, you don't want to neglect an edge and say that, oh, you're going to go to this side all the time or whatnot, but if defensively he can tighten up that edge a little bit, and the Knights' defence was quite good last year, you know, let's call it for what it is. The Knights are going to hammer that left edge this year, especially if they then send Frizzell over to left as well. So if Tuala can come in there, finish well, have some decent yardage, they'll be all right. Yeah, but I mean, in saying that, like, we thought the same thing last year. The right winger scored 25 tries. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah like, like they, 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 they went heaps down the right I'll last tell you what, if you're in the group of Tuala, Tom Jenkins, Mapalungi, even Will Price at a long shot, maybe, just to get a gig outside Dane Gagai <laughs> could be a career-defining opportunity. Yeah, one of the best gigs in the game. Yeah. Um, one of the best Ryan gigs in the game. Uh, <laughs> now, oh, nice. Woohoo. Uh, <laughs> 
Now you've got Timmy, you've got Jaden Braley starting over Crossland. Very bold. Yeah, well, was he still still club captain? Coming off ACL. I'd be starting Crossland. Guru? Crossland. Maddie? I'm definitely starting Crossland. I think the big question is who will be starting by the end of the year. But to start the year, I'll definitely be starting Crossland. Crossland. Jeez. Yeah, because going ACL, you know, you you bring him off the like, – I feel like Crossland earned the right to keep that jersey. Although he is the club captain, Braley, and we know, like, you know how good Braley is. Like, he's a really, really good hooker. But I just think everything points to there's no need to start him. You bring him off the bench. You get some minutes into him. You find out what works balance-wise with him and Phoenix – and maybe Phoenix could probably play another position as well to get more minutes into him. Um, you know, maybe at times you pull Phoenix to 13 to give him more minutes when Braley does come on. Again, I'm just, you know, shooting up the hip. Um, but, yeah, I just reckon off coming off – what was his – it's his second or third ACL. He's had a few injuries, yeah. Yeah, so I just reckon – He did his uh, Achilles, didn't he, as well? Okay. It was an Achilles and an ACL. Okay. So with, with that, I just think just ease him back into it. And then by round 10 – you can make a more yeah. informed decision. Yeah, no, decision. no, very fair. Uh, and you absolutely could be right, boys. I suppose I was thinking of it as, like, Braley coming in, doing the first 30 minutes of dirty work, and then Crossland comes in, darting out a dummy half a little bit more. See, I reckon, I reckon Crossland's more suited to the dirty work yeah, than Braley. Yeah, get early. Yeah. yeah. I, I was probably thinking of, like, uh, minutes split and going, all right, if Braley plays 40 or 50 and they do split it almost down the middle it doesn't really matter if they start or or come off the bench but yeah no 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 major knock on it uh, so since 2020 braley's done two acls and one achilles the most recent one was the oh, acl god. oh my god yeah bloke. Isn't that wild that at the same time his brother seemingly never gets injured mm. yeah. never gets hurt minutes every week yeah. um okay i like um adam elliott obviously starting at 13 i think that I mean, we've been shouting at the rafters for years. We think Adam Elliott's a 13. And with a year, you know, I know he had some injuries at the start of the year, but it seems like his body right, that's just another plus for the New Inuits. Yeah, I don't know. It, it sort of felt like to me like Adam Elliott sort of carried a bit of a groin injury the entire season to me. And I felt like he only started to get it right at the back end of the season when you start seeing him play big minutes. I think it was very evident too with Adam O'Brien's rotation throughout the year. Whenever Newcastle got out to a lead, Adam Elliott was the first one he'd take off. Yeah, okay. That sort of indicates to me that he's probably carrying something okay. throughout the year. So I am – and that's the other thing as well. Like we spoke about in the preseason that they lost KP for a period of time. They had a new halfback. They then lost their hooker. They also didn't have him for most of the preseason, Adam Elliott. So that's what I like about this night side, that hopefully it all goes well in this preseason. They all get to spend plenty of time together. And realistically, not a heap has changed, especially in their spine. Mm. So they'll be settled. Um, they'll be ready to go. I just had a quick look at their draw. I don't think they leave New South Wales for the last – 12 weeks of the season. Oh, that's nonsense. Any club that doesn't leave their state, <laughs> that is a joke. Talk about favouritism. <laughs> oh, my God. They just want... They may as well give them the bloody trophy. Unbelievable. So they, they, they finished the season with two home games, around 26-27 against the Gold Coast and the Dolphins. So they could be coming in hot. Um, okay, boys. Another... Actually, quick shout-out. Jack Hetherington. Since that last blow-up he had, yep. outstanding. Mm. And he's really – I feel like he's turned a corner. I really do. Um, yeah, I, I thought – when I saw that last blow-up that he had, I was like, he, he is just – he's never going to be able to stay on the field. Since that, I think he's been outstanding for the, the Knights. Really underrated part of their team. Yeah, full credit to him. He, uh, I thought that one would be the end of him, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought it was – yeah. But he has managed to turn it around seemingly, so hopefully he can keep it up. 
Um, young guys for this squad, Kempi, there is a, not that they need a fullback, but there's a fullback that's in their development squad this year named Fletcher Sharp, who is a Ooh. little pappy reincarnated. Same body Look shape, sharp. same hair, looks sharp. Yep. Very good player. Nice. <laughs> um, another guy, uh, Jed Carwright, he might find his way on the edge there at times throughout the year because um, he's obviously been signed from uh, Rabbitohs. Yeah. Yep, Rabbitohs. Uh, but, okay, boys, time for the, where they're going to finish. I've got them four to eight. Yeah, I've got them four to eight as well. I've got them in ninth. Um, so we'll go seven to ten. I've got them seventh to ninth. Yeah, well, I'd broken them into four, like all the fours through the through the thing, and I, I can't get them into the eight, so they're going to be in my nine to twelve bracket. But they're right at the top of that, I think, for me. Okay. The market can't make its mind up either. They're a dollar ninety to make the eight, a dollar eighty five to miss the eight too. Before yeah. we move off, new. Oh, sorry, Amy. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say uh, the one I'm looking at though, a bet for them, Anari Tuala. If he's to be their top try scorer, Dom Young was their top try scorer last year. You're getting nine bucks. Okay. To be the top Knights try scorer. Uh, before we move off Newcastle, who is more likely to make the top eight next year, Knights or Warriors? Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us, marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I've got Newcastle. Nice. I've got Warriors eight, Knights nine. So didn't I? Didn't I think I had Warriors six to ten? Didn't I? I think so. Yeah, no. Tough. Uh, I reckon Knights. Yeah. Ham. Yeah, I'm the same as Timmy. I've got them uh, eight and nine respectively. Warriors just scraping. So you, you Warriors then? Yeah, I think Warriors. You got Warriors more likely. Warriors eight. And you've Knights got nine. Okay. Okay. Good one to watch. It's a really good one. I mean. It all really depends on like SJ and KP, really. Yep. If they oh, no. stay flip a coin, free. right? Take a pick. Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts.